Miss Evie with us, the Rebel Wolf. That is every Friday right here in this slot. And Evie, good morning to you. What's the latest? Is Jameer Lewis? I know that that was, to some, a surprise, a junior college linebacker they signed. Yes, um, it was. Everybody thought, uh, you know, signing day came and went on Friday. And, uh, you know, you think that you're done for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, uh, Ole Miss gets uh, Jameer Lewis, a linebacker from Southwest Mississippi Community College, um, going to play the Jack position, I believe, Jack linebacker. Um, you know, it was interesting. I think that they did not think that he was actually – he didn't think that he was going to be a qualifier. I, you know, all the things that have to – have to uh, dots that have to be uh, checked and everything for him to be able to, to qualify. But he actually ended up – he was. Pete Golding, I think, uh, spearheaded the efforts to get him to Ole Miss. So he's a big six foot four, two 230-pound kid that a lot of people are excited about. Ole Miss Evie with us, and we talk college football, Ole Miss, and everything else when she joins us each and every Friday. Are all the quarterbacks together now? Is everybody on campus? Yes, everybody is on campus, and it's interesting because I'm – Hearing that uh, Spencer Sanders, who is the transfer from Oklahoma State, and Walker Howard, the transfer from LSU, have already hit the weight room, uh, from what we're told, as hard as anyone on the team since getting here. So that's good news. And, you know, it's funny. In Kevin's signing day press conference, um, this is the world we're in now. He didn't mention one single name of one single recruit. And, you know, I think a lot of that is because, you know, as you've talked about, we've all talked about that February signing date is kind of just, well, it is anticlimactic now that so many kids sign early, but he did talk about the decision to bring in two quarterbacks. And again, he didn't really, he didn't mention anybody by name except for Jackson, but he just said he's really excited about the quarterback room and he had been concerned about it from a number standpoint. And so many people had said, you know, is this a message to Dart bringing these guys in? And I kept saying, you know, I think it's more Tiffin just trying to get the very best players he can. And that's actually what he said yesterday. My job is to put together the best roster every year. So he mentioned, he said, you know, we're able to add two guys, one more of a veteran, Spencer Sanders, only he didn't say his name. If you look at the NFL model, and then a young one that's more like a draft pick. So that would be Walker uh, Howard. So kind of interesting. Jeff, too, says, speaking of Ole Miss's future quarterbacks, ask Evie if she's seen Lane's post of Knox Kiffin's top <laughs> five. Yeah, she sent it to me, actually, earlier. <laughs> Yes, yes, I have. I thought that 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 was very interesting because, you know, a couple of things, you know, the the players are working, you know, younger and younger and younger. Knox is going to be a freshman in high school this coming year. And, um, yeah, it was funny. Lane tweeted, for those who didn't see it, that his top five are Oregon, 
uh, Florida, Georgia, Texas, and Ole Miss. So you know, um, that was that was interesting to see. And there was also a little uh, video that Knox himself tweeted. You know, putting putting the work in, and Knox is looking pretty good for a kid who's in middle school. So no, he he does. I I was just thinking Knox is not going to have a problem getting a scholarship. <laughs> No, I don't think Knox will have a problem at all with that. Um, I was uh, changing the subject just briefly. I know you talked about baseball starting, and somebody last week asked about Taiwan Malone, uh, who plays defensive lineman for Ole Miss and then is also on the baseball team. And I just want to point out that Taiwan was four for four in the scrimmage this last weekend, including uh, three home runs, and he hit a – uh, he had the highest eg- exit velocities other than one player, Kemp Alderman, who is just, you know, he's a he's a beast. But anyway, he went four for four, and uh, one of his home runs was 454 feet. Uh, he hit a 430-foot opposite field home run. So it was funny, the Ole Miss hitting coach uh, commented that, you know, he, he he's not here in the fall because of football, so you kind of might lose track of him. He said, but with that performance Saturday, you know, you, you can't lose track of him. Yeah, baseball in two weeks. It, where's Ole Miss going to be? Um, they actually open up at home against the Delaware Blue Hens. That's right. On, That's <laughs> on right. February 17th. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun uh, just to get just to get back out to Swayze. You know, one of the best atmospheres we had uh, uh, forum, the ladies forum there last weekend, and a number of the players. Well, the players were all there, but a number of them commented, the new players, that that was part of why they chose Ole Miss. That that you know to play in front of ten thousand fans every weekend game is is pretty exciting for him. So that'll be fun. Ole Miss EV with us. Yeah, now, for example, Vanderbilt's in Texas in two weeks to play TCU. Tennessee's in Arizona to play Arizona. Ole Miss is taking a little bit of a risk there weather-wise, though. You, you never know at that time, mid, mid-February, what you're going to get in this part of the country. Don't I mean it, or or even in the same weekend? I mean, heck, it could be right. you know twenty nine and rainy on Friday and sunny and eighty by Sunday. So there's just there's no telling. But I know Ole Miss fans are just so excited about getting back out there. And Mike Bianco had his media day last Friday, and I think you know I mean it's not that Mike ever gets giddy or anything, but uh, I let's just say I think he's looking forward also to, to having the season start. Got a lot of good returning players. So, you know, folks who think maybe they'll, you know, they lost so much they won't be in it, I think they might be surprised. Georgia Dog, ask Evie about Lane's success in the portal, and it's the rivals. Now, you've got several rankings, but in this one, the rivals one, Colorado one, Arizona State two, and Ole Miss number three. Right, and I know that um, I believe they're number three in the on three rankings also. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I think Lane Kiffin did a really good job in the portal. Uh, again, this season thus far, I think we'll see more come, you know, later. The next portal window opens up May 1st. 
Um, but he really talked a lot at his press conference Wednesday about it and just, you know, he even said, folks and fans and people seem to appreciate that I get up here and I don't give you any coach speak. I'll just tell you, you know, exactly how it is. And he just talked about how complicated it is now to have a recruiting strategy um, he said, you know, the way they set this up in IL, I mean, it is pay for play. I mean, it just, that is what it is. And he said, you know, we're over there celebrating when our guy, when Quinshawn doesn't get into the transfer portal. Not that they thought he was going to, but he said, you know, you're just out here trying to now look at high school guys and think, who, who would be the kind of guy who wouldn't transfer? He said, you know, they get here, and then if they have a really good season, then, you know, they're getting, you know, they're getting so many offers for money. He said Quinshawn, even though Quinshawn never entered the portal, has been uh, the most recruited player in the last two or three months than anybody else out there. So I think it's just interesting. He said, you know, you're celebrating when your own guy doesn't enter the portal. <laughs> So it's a crazy world. Ole Miss Evie, each and every Friday, joins us talking college football. Is is I'm waiting for Lane Kiffin to tweet something about Tommy Reese. It's got to be coming today, right? Oh, it's just got to be. It's got to be. And, you know, I was when you were talking earlier about Tommy Reese's age, you realize that uh, Charlie Weiss Jr. is only 29, so um, that would be that's going to be interesting. But yeah, I, I expect Lane to tweet something here pretty soon. Charlie Weiss Jr. was mentioned. I didn't mean it's accurate, but what I would be reading various articles about Alabama's search for an offensive coordinator. Some of them had his name in there. Really? Now, see, you're telling me something I didn't know. I've oh, been yeah. uh, kind of, uh, you know, with with Kevin talking to Kevin Hagan. Um, and some of the other Bama folks that I know, um, I have been kind of keeping up vicariously with the whole search through them. So that's an interesting one to me. Yeah, no, I don't think anything's going on. But, no, but I, would, I, I don't either. But I just – I would see the name there. Now, that would be interesting with Nick Saban and a Charlie Weiss Jr. <laughs> together. Yeah, it would be. And, you know, it's funny. I mean, Charlie Weiss Jr., you know, folks – you know, may wonder who's in charge. Is he in charge? Is Lane in charge? And, and I mean, obviously Lane will have the ultimate say over any play that's called or any system that's run. But that would be the case whether your offensive coordinator is 29-year-old Charlie Weiss or a veteran one. That's just the offense is Lane's baby. But, you know, I mean, Ole Miss finished in last season third in total offense in the league behind Georgia and Tennessee and I and led led the league actually in rushing 256 yards a game so um Charlie Charlie Weiss isn't doing too bad EV tell everybody how they can get your content they can go to the rebelwalk.com they can follow us on Twitter at the rebelwalk and they can follow me on Twitter at Ole Miss EV all right. We'll see you next week, Evie. Thank you. Thanks. There she is. Does a fantastic job. You can tell. I mean, homework, 24 hours a day. Just like all the good ones. Fantastic ones. It's good to have her. When we come back, 
Kevin Hagan. Yeah, I'm not trying to fake it. Remember I was talking about that yesterday, how people fake it. No, I'm not trying to fake it. It's taped. We have to do that. We can't get him any other way. That's coming up. Omni Nashville Hotel. 